Hey guys, it's Alana and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Each Thursday on Unfiltered, I'll be bringing on a different anonymous guest to open up about their real life dating experiences. We'll discuss what they went through or are going through, how they navigated it, what they've learned, and what advice they have to anyone else going through something similar. Unfiltered is your reminder that no matter what you're going through, you're not alone. If you have a topic that you'd like to discuss on Unfiltered, please email your story to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com to be considered for an episode. Real people, real stories, real life. This is Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Seeing Other People Unfiltered is presented by Mindset Wellness CBD. Their happy gummies and their calm gummies cured my dating anxiety, and I am so grateful. You should try them. You need to try them. Don't take my word for it. See for yourself. Head to MindsetWellness.com. Fill up your cart with those happy gummies to take before a date and the calm gummies to take after a date. And use code Seeing Other People at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. I am 30, turning 31 this year. Um, and I'm here to talk about how I was in the closest long distance relationship during the pandemic and cross border <laughs> cross border is, is yeah. a big keyword there. Yes. So how far actually was this long distance relationship? So, um, the city that I live in is separated literally by a river. Um, you can take a tunnel or bridge to get there. And so um, from our downtown cores, it's literally with no traffic, like a two minute tunnel ride. Um, And where he lived, though, was probably about like 20 minutes away. Okay, so 20 minutes, but you were it's like Romeo and Juliet. You couldn't be together. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) And big tragedy, right? Big tragedy. (laughs) I feel like there are like country songs about this, about like the river separating the two of you like tunnel shut down stuff like that um yeah (laughs) so okay so when did you and him first connect and how did that unfold yeah so um so we matched on hinge in october 2020 he was just kind of like a match in my inbox i was kind of at a point i guess i was like pretty fatigued with like the online dating and so i was kind of just like letting people match with me Um, and I just kind of like leave them in my inbox and I'm like, if they respond to me, cool. So it was like one of those things where I like, I didn't even respond to like one of his prompts and then he had messaged me. So we were sort of back and forth for a few days. Um, and then he actually kind of ghosted me for a few days. Um, and I decided, I kind of thought about it after and I was like, I'm like, we had a good back and forth going on. I was like. I'm like, whatever, I have nothing to lose. I'm just gonna reach back out. I'm gonna shoot my shot. And so I like reached back out to him. And I was like, hey, like, it's totally cool if you got other stuff going on. But, you know, like, if you're still interested in talking, like, I'd love to keep talking. And he responded back. And he was like, yeah, I'm for sure still interested in continuing to talk. He's like, I just didn't know how serious you'd want to get with an American boy, which I feel like is key part of this. And then so we exchanged numbers and just kept talking after that. So I want to jump in real quick just to point out that you followed up. And though you are not here today to talk about the happily ever after that you two had, you followed up and it worked. And just need to call out the fact that when you first emailed me, I know we just talked about this offline, but when you first emailed me, I like somehow didn't see didn't read didn't respond to your email and you emailed me again you were like hey I emailed you a while back but figured I'd just go for it and and shoot my shot and follow up and I saw that email and I read your story and I was like thank god you followed (laughs) up because this is something that I 100% want to share and I could go on with a million more examples uh, in my life and with other people I know where following up has created an opportunity, but I just needed to call that out because I know people are so afraid. And when you are following up with someone or considering following up with someone on a dating app, you guys, the stakes are so low. The stakes are in the basement where my laundry room is, where I did my laundry this morning. (laughs) Like that is where the stakes are. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. That's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I felt. That's how I felt about both of these situations, right? Like emailing you back. And then also this. Yeah. 
Yeah, thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> had to, had to. There, yeah. there are a lot of little hills for me that I will, <laughs> that I will go die on there. Um, but okay, so you ended up talking. Um, you ended up okay. So this American boy thing comes up. Um, you guys live in different countries. Yeah, yeah. I guess I should clarify. I live in Canada. Yes. I guess I forgot to mention that. Yeah. So you live in different countries, and yeah. it's October 2020. It's COVID. Yeah. So you can't cross borders no and there's like no news about the border opening like at that point how many months had it been I'm not even gonna try to do the math on top of my head it was probably like six months seven March my my, my half birthday's in February my birthday's in August that means six months March is a month after oh what day the 28th 16th nice (laughs) yay now everyone knows that (laughs) okay so like seven months yeah Yeah, so it hadn't been that long right and I feel like obviously like the vaccines weren't out yet like we were we were still really like you know if everybody kind of just thinks back to like October 2020 it's like we still were like we have no idea at least in Canada too like we were pretty strict in Canada um and I know it was like provincial too so in my province like we were still being pretty strict um so so yeah so couldn't couldn't cross at all had no had no idea when the border was going to reopen um obviously you could still fly but who and I guess we'll get there who's gonna go fly out of Toronto (laughs) and go just to Detroit for the day um for a first date yeah yeah during uh, COVID when nobody is getting on a plane yeah (laughs) but but yeah so yes after um after we exchanged text pretty soon after we were exchanging texts like it was like literally a friday we exchanged numbers and it was like the sunday he was like wanting to um do like a facetime date and i was kind of like ooh like wow like i i feel like you know when you're on the online dating game you're kind of playing that game like who's gonna who's gonna ask first right like who's gonna ask for the first date first um, so I, I was like, oh, that's nice. And so we ended up having a FaceTime date the next day. And I was incredibly nervous, which not a great sign, right? Looking back, hearing about everybody's stories and stuff, but what they say about that. But I was so nervous. Um, and which is so funny, right? Because the stakes were so low. We, Why do you think you were so nervous? Was it because it was a FaceTime date or... or- was it about him? I think it was about, I think it was about him. Like it was about the date. And I will say like I had, and sorry, I guess jumping back to give maybe some context about my dating history, but I was in like a three-year relationship when I was in my early twenties. It was pretty toxic. We actually did long distance between Canada and Japan. I was studying abroad And it was like my first relationship. It was crazy. It was crazy. The breakup was crazy. It was like a two-year breakup, basically. I was like getting strung along, blah, blah, blah. So I feel like after that, I I had some like relational trauma from that. And so I actually like avoided dating. I just avoided it. I would kind of like talk to people, but I never wanted to form that like emotional intimacy, even though I wanted it so bad, you know? So I feel like when it was finally this person and, and I had been on the apps for literally like seven years, like, you know, single for seven years, honestly. And like, um, I feel like I was so excited that I finally met a person that the conversation was so easy. And I felt like they were asking me questions too. Like they were interested in me. So it's like, I feel like that's why I was nervous. Like it was just like dating. Like I had never really kind of gone on a formal date. Yeah. And it probably because you had felt like, okay, the conversation is going really well and maybe this could be something or it could turn into something, but also like, so like that gets you excited and, and gives you hope, but also mm-hmm. knowing like you literally cannot meet this person in person. So like, are you setting yourself up to get hurt or exactly. like, is this some type of fairy tale thing that will somehow work out? Like, I feel like there's yeah. a lot, it's like, yes, the stakes were low, but there was still a lot of emotions involved, even if you weren't necessarily aware of them. Absolutely. Yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head there for sure. Yeah. So, so we, we had the date and I just remember like when we like logged on and like, I saw him for the first time and I was just like, Oh my God. 
I'm like, he's pretty cute. <laughs> and I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, you know, and kind of like what you're saying, like the story started, it already started in that moment. And like, at the end of the date, like that electrifying feeling of like those neurons, like connecting and like, you, you're just like, I was just like buzzing. Like, yeah, I'm sure you hung was- up and like, you couldn't stop smiling. Oh yeah. I literally like couldn't even fall asleep. Like I was so excited. I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, if this goes well, I'm like, this is my person. Like I know it. Right. Awful. Like, absolutely awful. but anyway. things we should never tell ourselves, but always do. Exactly. Yeah, while that <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, yeah. So after that, basically the trajectory was like, we were texting every day. Um, we would FaceTime consistently one to two times a week. And even though I had those strong feelings, I still was like, so we don't know when the border is going to open. Stakes are low. Just have fun. Everyone around me was telling me, you know, you may even get a friend out of this, right? Who knows? You know, just have fun. So I was like, yeah, for sure. So anyway, that kind of was going on for a few months. So I, I honestly was enjoying it, you know, during a time when all people wanted, like, was connection. Here I am having this consistent connection with somebody. Like, this is a person, like, every day I know I'm texting. It's like, I know I'm FaceTiming them. Like, they're, like, it was so nice, you know? It made such a lonely time so almost enjoyable and, like, special. Yes, Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. You almost forget, you know, the pandemic's even happening, which is awful, right? Like that you have no social connection. You're like, no, I I have this social connection every day. And I Um, have this emotional connection that's building. Yeah, or so I thought, right? Right. And, And even from that, you know, it's like he was sending me, like he was very early on, like doing, like I was really impressed by how he was handling the long distance. Um he was sending me pictures often, like sending me pictures of like his family, like his nieces and nephews, like sending me pictures when he was out, like um, making his like outdoor rink. And like, I felt really, yeah, I felt connected to his life, even though we weren't in the same yeah. city at all. We weren't in the same place at all. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. When you're dating, it can be so easy to get caught up in the stress and anxiety of every situation. Why aren't they communicating? Why didn't they text me back? Am I getting ghosted? Why is this happening again? Why can't someone commit? I've asked myself all these questions too, more times than I can count. You wouldn't believe what happens when you approach these situations with a different mindset and focus on solutions instead of problems. I started therapy because I was so stuck on the problems in my dating life. My therapist helped me learn why I was ending up in the same situations over and over and helped me come up with a different way and a different mindset to approach dating. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists anytime. Whether you want to be a better problem solver or a better dater, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash other people today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash other people. I have to give a quick shout out to Anchor. If you don't know about Anchor, it's Spotify's podcast platform, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Trust me. Let me tell you why. First of all, it's free, and you know I love free. Second of all, their creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast directly from your phone or computer. What could be easier than that? Anchor also distributes your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and anywhere else you want it played. You can also make money from your podcast, no matter how few downloads you get regularly. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hope you love today's episode. Did you ever like meet each other's friends over FaceTime or anything no. like that? No. Okay. No. And, but with that, he would talk about his friends, like, you know, he was including me, like he would call them yeah. by their first names. Um, and like very early on, like he was never like, oh, my friend, such and such. Like he would immediately be like, and I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. Cause I was still going like my friend, blah, blah, blah. Um, Cause I'm like, you don't know them. Like you have no context. So, um, and I will say too, even though we texted every day and I was okay with this in the beginning, but the texting was very inconsistent in terms of like the length and like when I would expect a text from him, like, and I will say the other thing 
that it started off, it was very like one text at a time. So it's like, he would send a big thing. I would send a big thing. He would send a big thing. I would send. And it's like, we kind of got into that routine. Um, yeah. I'm curious, how long did this go on for the texting? The texting? Texting, like, FaceTiming. Just, like, our relationship before before we met up? Yeah. That was 11 months. So we were doing this for 11 months. Another thing he ended up doing was like, he watched The Bachelor with me every Monday. So it's like, I think I included that in the email. Like, um, like he would put it on his TV. I would put it on my TV because we both, like we get American stations here. So I had mm-hmm. it on. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, put a ring on it. Like this guy is watching The Bachelor with me across the border virtually. No, I actually wanted to call that out. I think it's so funny that you said like we watched. So he watched not only one season of The Bachelor with you, he watched three seasons with you. And I think that is so funny because my boyfriend Jake and I have pointed out so many times like how many seasons of The Bachelor we've been together for. (laughs) Like that is how we measure time. And it's so funny. And like, it's so weird to think about like, because when we started during like the Clarentasia season and then like, it's like, wait a second, how how many seasons ago was that now? And we're like, wow. like Yeah, like some people do like winter, spring, you know, summer. It's like, but other people do. Yeah, like Matt James. Yeah, Claire. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, all all of, we can't even think of all of them because there have been so many. Exactly, Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so, you know, so I kind of felt, I was really like, oh my God, like he's really making an effort and it really makes you, you know, even long distance, you're like, wow, like the effort that's being made long distance to keep that connection. Like he can't just be like looking at me as like just this like side piece in Canada, you know? Yeah. You start to trust someone, especially after that long. Oh my God. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as the month started going on, like I, I would say sort of around March of 2021, that's when I really started to be like, no, I like really like this person. Um, I'm like really feeling a connection. And that's too, when I actually confronted him about his texting. And because there was a time where he had responded to one of my texts in the morning, I responded back and he literally did not respond to me for 24 hours. And I was just kind of like, okay, we're kind of five months in of this now. Like it was okay before, but now it's not like now something's shifting within me. Like that's not cool. And when I confronted him about it, I was so nervous. I like sent the message to like five of my friends, you know, to be like, is this okay? Like, oh my God, like, you know, it's scared to kind of have your first confrontation. Scared. Totally. And to have it happen over text. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause you know, immediately what I'm thinking is like, oh my God, like he's, he's just going to be like, yeah, not worth it. Goodbye. Like she brought this up, you know what? Nope. Right. But so I'm glad I still did it. And his response was great. And my friend even said to me like, oh my God, he has such emotional intelligence. And I was like, I'm like, right? Like, what did he say? So he kind of, okay. Did you say, what did I say? Well, I think we get the gist of what you said, but what did he say? I'm more curious about. He was like, he was like, no, you're totally right. He's like, I don't want to do that to you. Like, I don't want to leave you hanging. He's like, um, you know, like next time I'm at someone's house, like I'll definitely like just let you know that I'm there and that I'll talk to you later. And I was like, oh my God, perfect. Yeah, that's all you need. That's great. Yeah. Um, And so I thought that went really well. And then things were still good. We're still in our routine. And then spring was coming up. He he has a cottage um, up north in his state. And, uh, he was getting ready to go get like a boat prepared and stuff. And I was like, let me know when you get in. And he didn't. (laughs) And then he proceeded to like, not text me the whole weekend. And I was sort of like, you know, like the whole, like, listen to your body, like, listen to your gut. Like it was like a situation like that. And of course I was not listening to it, but something wasn't right about it, but I couldn't put my finger on it. Right. Like it was, 
Because I was like, yeah, he doesn't owe me anything. He's allowed to go to his cottage and, like, not text me. Like, he's allowed to do these things and not do that, right? But at the same time, we've been texting every day. He's really been making that effort to stay connected with me. And then he he's he goes away for a weekend and, like, can't just be like, hope you have a great day today. Yeah, and it's it's not even about, like... It's texting is such an interesting thing yes. where it's like, it's not about the fact that he, he like didn't text you and like ask how your day was. It's about the fact that like you now, not that he owes, like you said, not that he owes you anything, but you have the expectation that you're going to hear from this person every day that yeah. you've built an emotional connection with. And in a way, like you probably were a little dependent on him because that's what, the like the world you had nothing else like you yeah. couldn't go anywhere you couldn't see anything yeah. and so to have this person to talk to where that becomes part of your routine and Absolutely. you feel secure and you feel comfortable and you feel safe in that to just disappear whether it's for a day or for a weekend or for a week however long it is it just causes so much stress and anxiety yeah. and makes you go crazy inside and it's not you didn't do anything wrong. And did he do something wrong? Maybe, maybe not. Who's to say, but like all he needed to do to have made you feel better was say like, I'm going to be off my phone for the weekend, but I'll catch you up when I'm done. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know why that is so difficult for some people, but it just is like, it just is like, we know so many people like this and you know, when it's your partner or, you know, somebody you are developing that relationship with, it definitely hurts. And like everything you you said is like, honestly it. And, and at this point too, you know, like as the months were getting warmer, you know, and, and the year Mark had passed since COVID, like, you know, started getting a little bit anxious about the border opening, like started kind of getting like, okay, like it might open next month. And like the really crappy thing about how both governments were handling it was like, they wouldn't let you know until like the day of the expiry, which was like the 21st of every month. So they'd be like, Oh, no, like, no, sorry. We won't know for at least another month. And you're like, Oh my God. You know? And I just feel for all the couples that were separated, but like I had a friend, um, and it was just, it was just awful. So anyway, you know, so that was happening too. So there's a lot of different kinds of anxieties happening and that didn't help. And so when he came back from that trip, I actually, again, I confronted him. I was super nervous, but, um, I kind of just let him know. I'm like, Hey, listen, like, I know we got into like a habit, you know, of of talking every day, but if if that like is something that like, you're not into, you just got to let me know. Like you, I basically was like, you just need to let me know so I can make some decisions here. And he was like, Oh no, no, no. Like, I don't want to, again, I don't want to do that to you. Like, um, you know, I definitely see where you're coming from and like, I, I won't do that. And I was just like, okay, like, cool. Yeah. From, from your lips to, to God's ears. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, so the months kept going, kept waiting for the border, kept watching the bachelor so basically, you know, the theme is sort of like inconsistency. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I realized now what was happening was it was like, it's like that intermittent reinforcement, right? So somebody says they're going to do something, maybe they do it the next day and then they don't do it for a few days, but you're like, but they said they're going to do it. So you're like waiting and waiting and waiting and then they do it again. And you're like, Oh, like it feels that much sweeter, right? It, it actually sends yep. all your, those positive uh, hormones and stuff even soaring even higher than they would have. So I, so that was what was happening for 150% to me. Yeah. Um, and July came and I think, so I don't know the exact dates, but I just know in July, I think that's when they were announcing that they were lifting the border for Americans to come into Canada. And he didn't have his vaccines yet. Um, and you had to be vaccinated. And I remember kind of being like, if you, you know, if you get your vaccines, like you're thinking of getting them anyway, like you can come, like we can end this. Like, yeah. And he was just like, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm still just like skeptical. Blah, blah. And I tried to respect it. I did. Um, I, I really did. But 
anyway, I, so I was really thinking about it and I was like, listen, I was like, I don't want to wait any longer. I was like, I have some time off coming up around Labor Day. Like, if you're cool with it, I'm like, honestly thinking of flying to such and such city and uh, like doing this. Like, I want, I want to like close the gap here. And he was just like, okay. Like, he's like, but I would feel bad. And I was like, don't feel bad. Like, this is a decision I'm making for me. Like, I want to do this. I want to meet you. And if you're down to meet me, like, cool. So at this point, you were able to come to America. So Canadians could always fly. They could always fly over. But we couldn't. So the so America didn't open their land borders to us. So the, the air border was always open. I know it's, it's kind of confusing. Um so Canada so opened up okay. the land border to Americans, but America didn't open up the land border to Canada yet. It was okay. crazy. Got and it. I had had enough though. Like I was like, I can't keep waiting. Like I, yeah. like it's been nine months. You need Let's to know see. if there's like a pot of gold at the end of this rainbow or exactly. not. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah, we planned the trip and like, as we were planning the trip, he was so excited, like writing everything down he wanted to do. And it was so nice to see him so excited. Um, and I'm sure that reassured you that planning this trip and going was the right decision. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, took a four hour train ride to Toronto I then hopped on a plane from Toronto and went to the city, which I feel like I've mentioned before, but whatever, I'll just say the city. (laughs) Um, And had to do testing, like had to do testing to go on. Um, And anyway, so he was to pick me up at the airport and I feel like the day of I was leaving, like I feel like now I just have to go into like, the vibe. Um, cause I'm obviously so excited. I'm jazzed. I also have travel anxiety. I haven't been on a plane in so long because of COVID and stuff. So it, it's like, I'm not asking for a pat on the back again. It was my decision, but it, like, it would be cool to like hear some enthusiasm and like, I kind of feel like he treated the morning just like any other morning. Like, Hey, good morning. Like, like I'm like, I can't wait to see you. And like, he, he didn't say that at all. And it was just kind of like, okay, whatever. I'm like, okay, he's busy, whatever. And, um, I thought maybe he would like try to get out of work early and like pick me up. Cause I think my flight got in at like four. So I was like, you know, maybe you can like pick me up around that time. Right. It was like 5 PM and I had landed and I was like, where, I was like, where are you? I'm hungry. <laughs> Cause I was, but I was like, I was kind of trying to be like jokey to like get something out of him. Yeah. And he was like, Oh, just, he was like finishing work soon. And then I'm going to like pack up the car or something. And I was like, like, welcome to my country. Like, well, <laughs> you know, like, like Oh I'm my God, you're here. Also yeah. like we, we kept saying how the stakes were low. Like, no, no, no. The stakes are really high right now. You are meeting this person who you have been talking to virtually for a year. Yeah, absolutely. And so he picked me up and I was just like, it's like seeing him for the first time. Like I was just like, oh my God, like you're a real person. Like what is, what is happening? Um, and when he got out and he we hugged it was like the coldest hug ever like you know I had envisioned like like these two this you know two couples or a, a couple and like the the soldiers coming home from war and it's just like this big embrace and like a massive kiss and it was just like the coldest hug and I just like I kind of thought it was funny because it was just like hey um I was like all right and then you know I guess too long didn't read of this trip was that I think overall it was a good trip and I'm really glad it happened. I'm really glad that we did meet. And, um, I guess that I took that like leap of faith to go do that. Um, if anything for me, like not Mm -hmm. for us, but just so that I could know. And, you know, I met his friends, um, and I didn't read, I will say like, I didn't read too much into that. Like, I know some people will be like, my God, like you met his friends. Like he introduced you to his friends. I'm like, well, yeah, like we, I was there. You should after this long, like, yeah. Um, 
And then I did sort of feel like, you know, at times when we were in the car, like driving places, like he wasn't very chatty. And I was sort of like, aren't you like curious about me? Like it almost was like too comfortable. And maybe because we talked for all that time, he didn't feel like there was anything more he needed to know or something. But I just felt like even just like car ride chats, like there was just nothing. So um, now overall it was fine. So the day that I was leaving, um, I brought up to him, we were at lunch and I was like, so I was like, I'm like, can I call you my boyfriend now? Kayla, right at this point, we hadn't established anything, right? Which is fine. Okay. And he, and he was like, uh, like hesitating. And I remember in my head, my eyeballs were literally like the size of the seeing other people. Like, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, you know, when you ask the question, can I call you? Can, you know, can this happen? I have to be open to any answer. Okay. I got to be open to no, yes, maybe whatever. And that's just like a fact of life. Right. But at the same time, like, can you knock a girl for like hoping that after almost a year and you finally go to meet him that he says, yeah, absolutely. Like, like of course. Yeah. Duh. I've been waiting to call you my girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Something didn't feel right for sure. And, um, was the end of that conversation just like, uh, like, you know, yeah. So I was kind of trying, I wasn't convincing him too hard, but I was like, I'm like, what's the difference, you know? Right. And he he was kind of thinking about it. He's like, yeah, like, yeah, you're right. And, And I remember in my head, I was like, no, no, like there's no enthusiasm. Like, um, it's like, how has he also not thought about this before? I know. I know. I don't, I know. Maybe we can all sort of guess what's going on there. <laughs> like fear of commitment. Um, right. Yeah. Situationship. Uh, so that's kind of how it ended. And it wasn't, it really wasn't a for sure. Yes. Like, yep. I'm going to call you my girlfriend and you can like, we're boyfriend, girlfriend, we're official. It didn't end like that, right? So um, I, because we were able to go through the land border to Canada, I was actually able to take this like chauffeur kind of person through. So we were like waiting at the border. And um, again, he like was not talking to me. And I was like really uncomfortable. I was like, because I was kind of upset. I was like sad to be going back. And also the conversation we had, I was like kind of confused, I guess. And hard to communicate that when you're leaving again and you don't really know when you're going to see each other. Right now, you have no idea where you stand with him. You have no idea what's going to happen when you go back home. If you're if you're going to see him again, when you're going to see him again, how yeah. he thought the trip went. That's yeah. really confusing and stressful. Yeah, it was confusing. And then um, when we like hugged and kissed goodbye, he was like, "Until next time," and I was like, what? "Okay, this is so bizarre. Like this, like I'm just like." That, like, that's what you say to somebody who, like, I don't know, that, like, you you don't give a crap about. Who, like, you might see in 10 years at a reunion. Yeah, like, until next time. Like, yeah, I'm not going to see you for a long, really long time. Like, yeah, it was weird. So I went home, and immediately when I, like, swung open my door, I was just, like, bawling my eyes out. Like, my mom came to visit me because she wanted to, like, hear about the trip. I was just like, I just really miss him. But I'm like, really? I think underneath that was actually like, I didn't like, I didn't like what happened. Something didn't feel right. Made me feel upset. Um, so then, so that was that trip. So finally he got his vaccines and he was able to come through. And so this is October now. And, um, like kind of late October, like the weekend of like the 20th or something. And we had seen each other Labor Day. So again, we got back into like the bachelor, the, you know, the waiting for text sort of thing. The other, it actually, I thought that our communication was going to improve and it actually just went back to the same. It, it just, nothing changed actually. Your head right at this point, like, were you like, this is my boyfriend or were you like, this is somebody... I don't know what's going on still. Yeah. 
Yeah, sorry, I guess I should go back to that. So I actually had a therapy appointment that week, which was great. And we were talking about it. And I think the conclusion that I had come to was like, basically, like, I can't force that on him. If that's not how he feels right now. And it's like, maybe that was a milestone trip, right? Okay, that was a milestone trip. And we still have a lot to learn about each other. And But really, I do think I was self-abandoning my actual feelings on it, which were like, that to me actually was wrong. Um, I actually wanted to be boyfriend and girlfriend. And I wish, you know, obviously looking back that I was more firm in in understanding that about myself, right? But all I knew is what I knew back then. I know we love to hear that. Probably everybody listening is like, yeah, I've heard that enough. Like, you only knew what you knew back then, but... Um, I ended up having a conversation with him and I said, Hey, listen, like I I actually had a thought about this and um, I understand like you not wanting to put the title on things. Like, let's just keep like hanging out and getting to know one another. Like, I think we need that like in-person time. And he was just like, cool. Yeah. yeah, Thanks for understanding. And he had said to me too, he's like, you know, he's like boyfriend and girlfriend is very serious to me. It's like a very serious title. Like in my head, I'm like, I'm not asking us to get married. <laughs> right. But yeah. yeah. Okay. And it's also been a year. Like I understand if after two weeks I was like, okay, boyfriend, girlfriend. <laughs> right. Like, no, no, no. It's been a year. Um, but a complicated one. Um yeah. okay, so late October. Yeah, late October. So he finally comes to visit and I am jazzed. So I was super excited. And then when he came, um, I opened the door and I was like, probably had like this massive glowing smile on my face. And he's like, you'll never believe what happened. I got pulled in for a random test, blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, immediately everything I, my heart was like in my stomach. Like I was just like, like, I don't know why I felt bad about that. And also it was just like, there was nothing warm about it. Um, we hadn't seen each other for like seven weeks. Like that's not the greeting that I had imagined in my head. Um, and yeah, you know what? That's the reality of our situation. You might get pulled in for a randomized COVID test. And is it a big deal to me personally? No, maybe to other people, but did you not think about that reality? (laughs) Like before you came, I don't know. Um, it's almost like you probably felt like he was like blaming you in a way for the fact that that happened because it was when he was coming to visit you. Yeah, exactly. And like when he said that, like my, my brain went to like, he's never going to want to come back. Great. Yeah. Great. He's never coming back. Like that, like, and he, and I'm, you know, I'm not going to be important enough or, you know, to sort of um, bypass that. Right. We sat on the couch side by side Nobody put their arm around one another. There was no cuddling. And I felt like for me, like, I kind of didn't feel like I could. Like, I didn't feel, you know, when you just feel a vibe, like, yeah. looking back, I kind of wish I said, hey, let's go into the corner of my L couch and cuddle. Like, right. but I just felt. But you didn't even feel comfortable doing that. No, I felt like unsafe to do that. Like, I, I felt like he didn't want that. Um, yeah. Again, I didn't communicate that, but it's like. You know, the first time we're seeing each other in so long, I don't want it. I don't want the visit to be like that. So it's kind of like taking his lead, I guess. And um, so that it, it was a little bit cold of a visit. And then it was actually a very short visit. It was less than 24 hours because he had a birthday um, for his friend that weekend. And I was like, I'm like, go to the birthday. I'm like, like, obviously, I would love for you to stay the whole weekend. But like, that's your friend. Like, you've known them for a very long time. Like, please go do that. And so the next day, we we had a great day. We like went to a pumpkin patch. We like went for lunch. We um, afterwards, we had a pretty good chat where I like asked him about his love language in which he told me it was quality time, um, which is an awkward, important thing. So we kind of left. And again, I didn't feel great. I didn't feel great. Again, he said until next time. He yeah. loves to say that, I guess. Uh, and so he left, whatever. A couple of days later, I asked him when he would come visit next because he wasn't like, um, hey, when can I see you next? Right. <laughs> so I asked him, hey, when do you think like you're going to come visit next? So we ended up coming up with like the, a date in November. 
like second weekend of November. And so he was getting ready to come. He did the test and everything, but then his parents ended up getting COVID and my mom's immunocompromised. So we kind of decided for him not to come, but I was pretty upset. Like, I'm not going to lie. I was like, I was getting like teary eyed on the phone. Yeah. And I felt like he wasn't really like comforting me. Like he was like, don't worry. He's like, I'll come next weekend. Or like, don't worry. Like the next time I come, we'll come sooner than you think. Or, you know, kind of just like reassuring me that like, that he's going to come back. Right. Yeah. Um, Which I feel like is almost a little surprising given everything else. But so that was not, it wasn't what you wanted the situation to be, but at least he was giving you that, but it, should have been more. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so, so that happened. I was bummed, but whatever we went about our weekend and on the Sunday, we kind of got into like a bit of a disagreement about politics and COVID. And I kind of had a feeling after that. I was like, I'm like, he keeps bringing this up. Like, it's almost like he wants to hear what I have to say. Like, I, I kind of feel like it's getting to a point where he wants that reaction out of me. Didn't again, didn't leave the conversation very nicely. So the next morning I just sent like a nice text and I was just like, I'm really happy that we're talking on the phone more. Cause that was something I asked for. I asked to like talk on the phone more and he was, I could see the effort was there, but it still wasn't like consistent, but I, you know, I just wanted to give him some positive reinforcement that like, even though we got into this disagreement, like I'm still really happy that like, we're making this effort. Um, and he didn't text me all day, literally all day. Like I messaged him probably like in the morning sometime. And normally I, even though, even though there was no consistent schedule of like the time I would hear from him, I was like, I'm surprised he didn't message me on one of his, like, um, what do they call it? Like when you're a teacher, like those your like planning period or whatever. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. And then I was like, he didn't message me after work either. And it's like seven o'clock at this point. And like, I was like, I'm just going to go do a workout. And then when I came back up, it was like, yes, after seven and I still didn't hear from him. And so I just messaged him and I said, Hey, hope everything's okay. And he messaged me literally five minutes later and was like, Hey, sorry. I just got through the door. Today was really crazy. Um, like, um whatever it doesn't even matter what he said but then at the end of it he was like he was like hope your Monday was a good one for the books and I was like I am so done with this like what the heck is that you completely glossed over everything I even said in the previous message to you like it was so cold and so I was like talking to my friend on the phone about it completely unrelated to the relationship but she was like, how are you doing? And I was like, oh, uh, I'm like, quite frankly, I don't even really want to say this out loud because I know if I say it out loud, it means it's real. I'm like, but I don't know if I can do this anymore. And she was like, she was like, oh my God, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I have to call him. And she was like, oh my God, yeah, call him. But me, when I'm saying I need to call him, I'm like, I'm going to call him and fix this. I'm not like, right. I'm going to call him and break up with him. I'm going to call him and, and we're going to talk about this again. Right. So I called him and he picks up and he had to end up calling me back. Um, but anyway, when he called me back, I was explaining to him, I was like, this is a pattern and I wouldn't be mentioning this to you if it wasn't a pattern, but you know, basically just like, I don't appreciate it. And I'm like, how can we sort of like come to a, a happy medium here and he was just like, yeah, you know, he's like, I feel like I've really been working on it. And I, and I feel like every time I take one step forward, I, I take like two steps back. And then as he's saying that, you know, he, he kind of starts going into, and, and I'm about to say, like, I feel so relieved that you can notice that, like, thank you. But as he's saying it, he's like, I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around the longevity of this. And I was like, oh, there it man. is. And I was like, uh, I was like, is there anything I can do to like help your understanding? Like, you know, what, what is hard to wrap your head around? And he was like, no, he's like, he's like, you're, you're not the one. I, I just have this deep down feeling. And I was like, whoa, 
Like I, this is not at all what I thought this conversation was going to be about. So that's the beginning of the breakup. (laughs) It's such an interesting thing. And I've thought about this before where it's like saying you're not the one. It comes off so harsh. But I wish it was something that was like way more normal. Like if only it was a normalized thing in modern dating to be able to say to someone like, I have really loved our time together, but I just don't think you're the one. Because if you think about it, like you also probably deep down knew that he was not the one. And there's nothing wrong with dating somebody for a really long time and them not being the one. We just like this concept of the one just carries so much weight and us wanting to find that one carries even more weight. And so when we are with somebody, when we're forming a relationship with someone, connecting with them, we want them to be the one. So then to be told, and that we want to be their one. So then to be told that we're not the one feels like a literal knife going through your heart. But if you think about it, like, if only we could just casually tell people like, I really like you, but like, I just don't think you're the one. Yeah. Right. I, it's a I weird do concept. And you know what? And I do, I do think that there is a way to say that even if you don't want to say the one, but there's a way to honor the relationship that you had and hold that respect for the other person. Right. Like through your words. Um, And maybe for me, like as a writer, like words are really important to me and like the way that you convey, you know, the way that you respect and honor. Yeah. Like someone else, especially when you're dealing with someone else's emotions. Right. Um, That's so, that's so important. Right. So yeah, it's totally okay in the end, right. That I'm not who he wants. Okay. He's allowed that. Like you are allowed to want who you want regardless though. I think it definitely, it doesn't feel good, right? Like, it's like people say, like, don't take that personally. Don't take it personally when someone says that you're not the one, but it's really hard not to. Like, how do you not take that personally? Like, somebody's saying, like, I am not choosing you, you know? And that sucks. Like, it just sucks. And again, going back, like, I think that there's a way to honor that. Um, But I don't, it didn't honor us. And that's what sucks. So... Also, you know, the, the breakup, um, like a a lot was hurtful. Um, he, he basically said like, um, he would like hit me up if he ever came to Canada because I'm the only Canadian that he knows. Um, he, he, when, when I was, we were kind of like, Oh, I was so looking forward to you visiting this weekend. And he was like, yeah, I really wanted to like, that really sucks. And I said, like, if that's kind of why this breakup is being instigated, like, you can still come for Black Friday. And he was like, uh, let me sleep on that. And I was like, no. I was like, you don't get right. to just, like, have me, you know? And then he was also like, okay, like, maybe I'll come, but it'll be, like, a first date. And I was like, what? And he was like, no, 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 not like that. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, the chaotic energy that is just ha- – it, it's like he didn't really know what he wanted. Like something didn't sit right with him and he was kind of just finding all these things to try to make it better, to like, you know, to, to make himself feel better, to make me feel better. And it's like, it wasn't, it wasn't working at all. Like just own it. Just be like, you know what? It's not working. So we left the conversation and I was like, I don't know what I want to do. Obviously my heart is telling me that I want to stay in touch with you. I'm like, but right. Obviously (laughs) like, of course, when you're getting broken up with, um, you don't want it to happen. So left it and I woke up the next day and he said, he said this, how about this? I will still text you the next morning. And I said, okay. So person who like, doesn't ever respond to me before the hours of like noon messaged me at 9am and was like, Hey, like I, you know, I just want to say like, basically like, well, this is what he said. Don't stop being you and never apologize for speaking from the heart. He's like, I appreciate you opening up about your past and like something else. And I was like, and I just left it on red for a long time. I'm like, I do not know how to respond to this. So I, I responded later. And I said, Hey, I said, I don't really have anything to say to you right now. I think it's best if you own your decision And that like, we move on. And I was just like, I wish you the best. And, you know, I wish your parents well, like getting better from COVID because they were kind of struggling. 
And he messaged me back and he said, I respect that. He was like, um, he's like wishing you and your family good fortune and prosperity. What? (laughs) Wait, did he, did he order Chinese and get a fortune cookie? (laughs) That's what everybody says. Like they're like, pardon me. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Like, I'm like, why do people get weird in breakups? Okay. Like why? And people become different human i mean look i'm i'm so guilty of it i become the absolute worst version of myself when being broken up with um apologies to everybody who has dumped me if you're listening to this oops but yeah like just so weird so i will say like i ended up messaging him like a week after to just like ask how his parents were doing and like if i'm honest with myself it was also to kind of be like hey like right you know, but I guess I kind of use that as an opportunity. We exchanged a couple messages and the last message um, was me and it wasn't anything crazy. And that was the last text message. We've been no contact ever since. Um, Good for you. I ended up deleting him off Instagram, like in December. I was like, you know what? I was like, I don't want to see what he's up to. And it wasn't enough to mute his stories and his um, posts because I kept going to his page. It didn't matter. Of I course. Going, yep. And, um, and then I didn't want him to know what was going on in my life. So my Instagram page is public, but I didn't want him to like have that access to me. So I removed him from following me. Nice. So that was that was really big for me, but I think no contact and that has sort of led me to be able to talk about this and even like laugh about certain things now. But yeah, that is the breakup story. And I will say, I think like the general feeling of this, I'm not a marathon runner. I'm I'm not like a runner, but I imagine that like, you know, when you're just, you're sprinting (laughs) and you're past the finish line. Okay. But you, you kind of, you have to kind of keep running to stop yourself because you're running so fast, but you're past the finish line. It's like, that's what that felt like. It felt that like we had waited all that time to finally like meet up in person and like get this show on the road and really get this relationship going. And then it just ended so suddenly, but I couldn't just end things suddenly, right? Like my healing now is sort of that like slow kind of like trying to stop myself running. Like I'm still kind of like in the lanes, like, but past the finish line. Like, does that make sense? I don't know. Like, no, it totally does. Cause I think there were so many different factors at play and it was such a drawn out thing. And I'm sure there are so many, what ifs, like, what if you could have met sooner? Like, would you, like, what if you just met and had gone on a date? Would you have been into each other? Or would you have not gone on a second date? Or would you have ended up like being in a happy, great relationship? Like who knows what if he had gotten the vaccine earlier and had done that really for you to come visit? Like, would that have kind of sped things up at a better normal pace for you guys to be able to see each other? Like what if, you know, he had been a better communicator. There are a million what ifs. And I feel like that's part of the thing. It was also during such a like traumatic time in our lives. So I I think it totally makes sense that it's been a slow kind of process for you to figure, like kind of digest it all and, and figure it all out. But I can honestly say, like, I feel like you've learned so much from this experience. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's one of the things that I was like most excited to read about when you first emailed me because you went through this thing that was really, really hard. And at times I'm sure incredibly painful and incredibly difficult with lots of ups and downs. And I'm curious if you could share just kind of some of the things you've been able to take away and, you know, just what you've learned about like yourself and about dating and relationships. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess this me a lot of kind of similar things like, like trust your gut. I think that that is really hard in the beginning though, because you are still feeling somebody else out. But if there's a pattern of you feeling a certain way, trust that. Um, you're not asking for too much. You really aren't. We've heard that so much, but especially for those of us who've been taught that we have high expectations, that could be a lot. I think my biggest 
thing takeaway for myself was like how much I self abandon. Um, I am like an adult child of an alcoholic parent. And if there's any other ACOAs like listening to this, like, you know, like the long laundry list and that is part of it. And so growing up, like emotional chaos is what I had to navigate. And so I, I kind of find that I can chameleon my emotions to somebody else. Um, I kind of know how to dance around that. <laughs> um, and so, th- yeah, that's one thing I guess I took away. Another thing like I've taken away that I think is really important though, it literally does not matter about the other person. You can still care for that person. It's not about not caring, but it does not matter if they're viewing your Instagram stories or not, or if they're even just like viewing your page. It doesn't even matter if they're trying to contact you because they're not. That's one thing is all keeping like, oh my God, but what if he is trying to contact me? He just needs me to contact him, but he's not contacting me. He, you know, so it doesn't matter because it just doesn't matter because this is your journey now. And yeah. 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 I love everything you just said. You 100% have to make it about you and not about them and about what they're thinking or not thinking. Like you can't assume you can't guess. You don't know what's going on in their head and what's going on in their head doesn't concern you anymore. What concerns you is what you can do to move forward and to move on and to get yourself in a better place where to a point where you're not thinking about them because that will feel really, really, really good when you get there. And I know it takes forever. Trust me, I've been through it more times than I wish. And it is so tough, but you're completely right about everything you just said. Yeah. And I kind of want to go back quickly too to like something you said about like the what if and like something I've thought about too, you know, people are like, I feel like it would be so different if you guys um, just met earlier, like if the pandemic didn't happen. And I said, you know what? We would have just broken up sooner. It, it's not because of the distance. Okay. So anybody like doing long distance or who has been broken up long distance, it's not because of the distance. Like, yeah, I, I just, yeah, I just think we would have broken up earlier. I don't think it yeah. would have lasted as long. So I think you, yeah, you would have figured out these fundamental compatibility issues just sooner. And yeah, I mean, I love that point you made about long distance. Like there's always going to be something, whether it's distance, whether it's money, whether it's a job situation, whether it's a health situation, like there is always going to be something. Mm -hmm. And it's a matter of two individuals wanting to make it work and prioritizing making it work regardless of whatever else is going on. And so, yes, like maybe, well, it's, it, it's exactly like to your point of like, well, if it was long, long distance, like maybe it would have worked. It's like, well, he didn't want to make it work. Yeah. Exactly. He wasn't, he didn't want to make it work with you or had you known him better in person like that, you would have known that you, it wouldn't have worked for you with him. Absolutely. And I actually, you know, it's like, it's still kind of hard to say this, but I actually think obviously this worked out in the end. And I, I think honestly, like, um, this chapter and like this experience was just meant to happen because, you know, especially a cross-border relationship, if you can't get through that, how the heck would we do this long-term? Like it almost is like, okay, yes. Like you had to go through the hardest thing. Like you had to go through the biggest hoops to see each other. And if, and if you couldn't do that, then okay. Like, We had the ultimate test and we failed and that's okay. (laughs) Like, you know, that's okay. We found out sooner than, you know, than we would have. And and look at how much you've learned and have been able to take away from it. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's so cliche, but but breakups are like learning. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Is there anything that you wanted to mention that I have not asked about? I don't think so. No, obviously, you know, it's like, it's hard sort of like sharing this because it's like, as in any relationship, like there's so many layers that like, obviously you can't, you just can't get to, right? Like there's so many sort of like underlying things of, you know, why certain situations happen or why certain conversations happen. So yeah, I guess no questions, but just like, can say everything, obviously. 
Yeah, it's it's, it's always hard. so hard to sum up situations in in an yeah. hour conversation, but but you yeah, did a really no, great no, job no. and and Is there yeah. anything else you're curious about about? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're great. Thank you so much. This was really really great and I I really appreciate you sharing your story and and sharing everything that you've learned and I have no doubt that there's somebody out there, whether, even if they're not like across borders, there, there are so many different layers to this that I think people can gain so much from hearing about. So thank you yeah. so, so yeah. much for and sharing. And thank you so much like for giving, you know, this platform for me. Yeah. So thank you. I really mm. appreciate it. <laughs> thank you. That means so much. And, and yeah, to everyone else who's been on an unfiltered episode, who's listening to this, thank you guys. Seriously. It means the world that you're all like open to coming out and doing this. I know it's not always easy. Um, and that being said, if anyone listening has something they want to share on an unfiltered episode, I would love to have you email your story to seeing other people podcast at gmail.com. I might not get back to you immediately as <laughs> this wonderful guest knows, but at some point I will. I'm really working on my my email um, habits. I'm working on it, you guys. I'm a work in progress. All right. To everyone who listened, thank you so much. Don't forget to send this episode to a friend, a cousin, a coworker, a dog walker, whoever you think would benefit from hearing it. Share it in your group chat. Share it on your Instagram story if you loved it and give a five-star rating and review. And I'll see you next time.